You might remember a few weeks ago, the mom who got in touch with the child that wouldn't wear shoes. It was my favorite question. It was Dean that it was the cutest question that has ever occurred to any of your kid. The kid just wouldn't wear them. Yeah. I'm like, if you've got a kid that, I'm now wearing a coat, you know what this is like. Yeah, but when but it's shoes. But this was a one and a half year old and I just loved imagining how how sassy she was. Yeah, yeah with like, a soother in her mouth going, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't do shoes. I'm not wearing <laughs> shoes. That's not something that's going to be in my life. Yeah. Um, they, it was ruining their lives. I mean, it was yeah. effectively changing how they interacted with the world, whether they could go on walks, they couldn't ride bikes. Yeah, and we they, talked about it in the Patreon bit, but the extra yeah. bit on Patreon, but... More was, developments have occurred. Yeah, because I was really upset for this mom that yeah, the fairness, nursery was... You do was, take these on very personally. Yeah, I do. The nursery I get too involved. I get too involved. Dismissive. Yeah, and the doctor was dismissive and I just, my heart went out to her. So we gave and her a plan. didn't even consider ringing the nursery and yeah, giving I them a bollock. Yeah, I did. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I did, Jerry. Oh my god! Um, I didn't ring them, but I did didn't. consider it. But then last night, just before we went to bed, an email came in from the mom, an update saying that she had applied Tina's yeah. strategy. So Tina obviously sends over a strategy. The mom applies it, and they have the breakthrough. Yeah. And what had been a huge issue for months and months and months, yeah, is no more. Well, I was just so happy. I mean, I did cry reading She's the email. She's wearing the shoes. She sent a picture and everything. Just gorgeous, and I loved getting to see this little girl because she just looks. Great crack. And and happy out. Happy out and proud of herself. But I'm really proud of this mom because, you know, this is a tired mom with another little baby as well. And Mm. she's just learning how to be a mom. Both her kids are really um, young. And it's a very vulnerable time when you've just become a mom because you're not really sure how everything works. And uh, I'm really happy. I'm happy, first of all, that she had the courage to follow through and follow the plan. Yeah. But secondly, she stood up for herself. Yeah, she went back to she the nursery back and to said, the I don't think it's okay that you're yeah. fine with her missing out on her lunch breaks. And, and I here we are. I think that's important. Uh, if there's one piece of advice I can give today, if you want to complain to your nursery or earlier setting or school, do. Because the people who do complain are getting work done for them. I am a <laughs> exactly. teacher. The squeaky wheel. The squeaky wheel. I've been teaching for a long time. And it's, you know, you think you're doing well by yourself, not complaining. They are fo- more focused on the people who are because they, they just don't want that in their life. So never be afraid to go and say what you want to say to them. It's They're the squeaky for- wheel hour from Honey, yeah, you're ruining our kid. They work for and you. And we have got some doozy questions for you this week. Hi, Tina. Not Charlotte. That's weird. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so... My wonderful baby brother called yesterday to ask my advice. He and his amazing wife have four children. Their eldest is severely autistic and largely nonverbal, but such a beautiful boy. Their oldest girl just turned seven. Fabulous little girl in every way. Smart and sassy in equal measure. Their other daughter, my fairy goddaughter, I love that reference, turned five last month and the baby is five months old. Okay, got this lay of the land. Their five-year-old girl has had some speech development issues largely linked to hearing issues which have been addressed with grommets and she is attending a speech and language school that has been phenomenal. It it does mean, however, that she has to be up very early each morning to get on the bus and this is one of the causes of the stress in the house currently. I think the poor girl is exhausted. It's a long day for a five-year-old, my God. And she resists coming downstairs in the morning and doesn't want to eat breakfast. Very tough. Obviously, 
this is hard for the poor mama. And my niece's incredible stubbornness means that it is regularly descends into a standoff, and sometimes a shouting match. Mm-hmm. There are other triggers too. Daddy's away, new baby encroaching on her patch, older brother issues. I mean, we've all had those. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but deep down, my niece is an unbelievably special child, fiercely independent, capable and loving. Love her to bits. Any advice at all you might have in terms of handling the standoffs, screaming fights, etc. would be so appreciated. I've given them my tuppence worth as a mama of four myself but i defer to you tina the expert because tina she's right this is your bread and butter isn't it this is what you work for ages with kids yeah. with these issues yeah but, but what I, do you do well what a cool auntie we all need an auntie like that in our life right she seems to really adore her nieces and nephews here mm-hmm. so on lovely. it so on it and also even though she has her own kids she's still she's not preaching to them she's just looking to help them um, so there's so much going on here. Obviously, the new baby, the older brother who would have a lot of additional needs. And but like incredible parents that they had, they recognized very quickly what was causing the speech delay, and got that sorted. And mm. she's in that incredible speech yeah. unit. Um, well, you know what I'm going to say? No. Well, it's <laughs> I never know. <laughs> you, this was your idea back in the day when we were having struggles oh, yeah. in the morning. And we've mentioned mm. it before. I think they need a visual mo- a visual timetable time poster. I'm getting I'm getting better, Tina. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> visual timetable. Bearing in mind, I did draw these things. Yeah, you did. He, Jesus, he drew one for Mikey, and then and the neighbors, the and neighbors, and the other people in the school. Yeah. But it changed our and, life and loads of lives. Yeah, and it, it she's works. already said this is a very independent lady. Yeah. So she will like love her it. own timetable. She will like this, and it's it's just sometimes when they're little like this, they just don't really they can't connect yeah, what can is the pattern it. of yeah. the morning what am i supposed to do it sure doesn't matter if they have issues or not i needed this when i was a kid yeah like all kids can benefit from this it changed our life also they kind of enjoy it and you can yeah. do it lots of different ways like you can do it like we did it where it's just a poster with pictures obviously jarlick can draw yeah. he's an artist i couldn't but so. you can easily you know with with clip art or whatever you yeah can easily you just can make, make one, one. Of these up so easy and you just do it the way your morning works or the way you want your morning so, to work uh, uh wake up so it's just like yeah. sitting up in bed, arms yeah. in the air, drawing. Yeah. Uh, then the next one is go do toilet. your way. Yeah, That's go to it. Get dressed. Come down for breakfast. Make your bed. Time for the bus. Yeah, whatever you want to add in there. Bring mum and dad a cup of coffee. <laughs> <laughs> Ideal scenario. Feed the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Put your clothes on. Bring yourself to Galway. Bring yourself to... Sorry, I nearly said Galway. Don't know why I said Galway there. Take yourself to Galway for a day out. <laughs> but it works. It's works. It's flipping works. And if, you know, that's the easy way to do it. But if you feel like your child prefers to look and do, you can do it where they fold up each thing as mm-hmm. they go. So or, or tick off. Or tick off. And uh, I think this would really work in this house because... Um, Poor mommy doesn't have time, first you know of all, to I'm be shouting yeah. all you these what instructions. What? The visual thing, right, we know that it works, mm. right? But what about a screaming match, a standoff, a heels dug in? Yeah. What do you do there? Well, see, well, first of all, I think this little girl having the visual timetable will take away the screaming thing because she sounds like she's very much her own woman anyway. Mm-hmm. And now she's getting to follow her own instructions and she knows it completely what she needs to do. In terms of the screaming match, I mean, poor mommy must be exhausted. Yeah, everyone like, is. 
she's exhausted. Um, I think she needs to meet the little girl with empathy about her journey to school and her like she's aware this little five year old is into fairness. All five, six, seven year olds are into what is Justice. fair and what is not fair. And she's saying that her other brother and sister do not have to get up as early as me. They have a better life. She's also probably eating breakfast on her own because she's going off for this bus. So empathizing with that and, you know, rewarding her and saying you're such a good girl and look how much this school is helping yeah. you. And it's, So there should be yeah. a special prize for doing what she's doing. I don't need a special prize. I'm just saying a little bit of praise. <laughs> Shut down. <laughs> you're always wanting. Always with the special prizes, Jar. <laughs> That's why we have so much yeah. Lego. But, but on the one hand, you're like, you've got to be like, well done you. You're doing this extra yeah, thing. Yeah, but that's verbally. She doesn't need a present for that. She just wants a hug and a mm. kiss on the cheek and a rub pat on the head. I'd still get the Lego. <laughs> <laughs> that's why we have a lot of Lego all over our house. Um, and then if, you know, also the mummy, while she's tired and everything, she does need to remember that she needs to find her cam. And she also needs to let the child face the consequences, the odd morning of missing the bus, mm-hmm. you know, get the school involved, tell the school what their morning is like, you know, maybe but you she... think you can still short circuit all of this yeah. through the visual time. I think the visual time I, I threw that in just as a curveball, because I do think that all parents, regardless of their situation, mm. find themselves in a standoff sometimes. And, you know, it's a kind of a separate question. But yeah. in this instance, the visual timetable and I, a sit down yeah, a sit to t- explain here is your visual timetable. Yeah. Isn't it cool? Yeah. Isn't it cool? It's and we make know your life so you're easy. such a big girl. We you're really trust you. you. Yeah, you're yeah. so independent. We know that you're able to follow this. And if you're forgetting something, you can just check and see if you've done this. It's a game changer. We have actually I've been in touch with a lot of parents for this show. And they can't believe it and they pass it on to their friends. Mm. And the feedback we get on these visual timetables is amazing. So I mean, it worked for us too. We've seen it work. Yeah. It's so straightforward. Yeah. And but uh, it, what's mad is that then after a while, yeah. it kind of, it'll fall off oh, the you wall. Don't, yeah, you don't need and it. it. It just becomes, they'll sometimes, like I used to do this thing with Mikey where, you know, Tina would be away for the day and I would. Oh, Daddy Mikey a, Fun Day. Daddy Mikey Fun Day. And I would prepare a visual timetable for yeah, that day. He loved it. And it just made that day like he'd treasure the timetable. But it was so calming for him too yeah. because he completely knew what was ahead. Yeah. But this mom is also, this auntie has mentioned that she has problems getting up in the morning, getting out of the bed. So I feel like they need an alarm with a radio. Music needs to come into this room right. or light. Music okay. or light. Something that she wakes up happy, like a nice happy song. Something special for her. It's really important that the child feels this is special because we know you're doing this bigger thing. We know you have to go to the school and you're trying so hard and we're really proud of you. And this is to help you get up in the morning. Just yeah. the empathy of that. Because it is, it's a, who likes getting up in the morning and getting mm. out and leaving and going to your own school? You don't even get to go to the school your siblings are in. It's yeah. tough. That sucks. And but I, I know I cut you off there. I'm so sorry, but she needs to go to the school. And let them know what's happening. Because, yeah, because obviously, well, we don't know. I shouldn't say obviously, but maybe there's, she hasn't mentioned any behaviours with this speech thing. And a speech and language intervention school would be well used to kids with behaviours. So she is exhibiting these behaviours at home. So get the advice of the school and they will help. Hmm. It can be as easy as them saying, stop doing that. (laughs) <laughs> you know, so to broaden it out, right, to yeah. widen the lens, because I think that you're right, this will work for these mm. people. Everyone listening to this has 
a morning. Mm -hmm. And it's funny that you said that when you were a teacher in Horizons Montessori, uh, that you didn't have an appreciation of what had happened prior to 9 a.m. Oh, when I was a, when I wasn't a, a mom. Oh, yeah, it was the terrible. Morning. This question relates to the morning. Mm. And every parent has some sort of uh, either head melt mm-hmm. or just, oh, my God, I can't believe this is my life pre out the door. Mm-hmm. Is the visual timetable the, the short circuit for all of this? Or what what do you say to those people that are having these standoffs in the morning that are resulting in these meltdowns? Oh, well, absolutely. The visual timetable is an incredible tool to save a lot of this drama. But coming back to what you said there about me teaching in Horizons before I was a mother, I mean, that is completely where all of this never judge another mother thing comes from, because I was awful. And the minute I had a baby, I was like... I was, I was like, get your shit together, lady. Come on, what are you doing here in your pajamas? Then I had a baby and I was like, holy crap. The fact that they got those kids to school is amazing. So I think, yeah, sometimes you're right. These parents in the morning need to go a bit easier on themselves. Mm. You, they've had no sleep. <laughs> you know, this person is managing four humans. Mm. You know, I know it's stressful what they won't get at the door. But, you know, they do have to live with their own mistakes and i'm saying this as someone who and we're still trying to work this out still trying to work this out ourselves you know and also from really lived experience with our own child sometimes they really enjoy you getting wound up up in the morning clock like the clock element of trying to get it through to the kid the passage of time yeah like does that come into this is this part of your advice at all because i noticed with mikey our son, you're not going uh, early on in his life. You mm. couldn't go, Mikey, it is 10 past eight. He just didn't know what that meant. So Yeah, he, but he should have. It should've. was weird that he didn't get the concept of time. <laughs> <laughs> it was worrying. Yeah. It was worrying. But, but timers are, yeah. I mean, they could use a timer with this girl. Yeah. They could give her Different so alarms. much time to do so many. But that would create more anxiety anxiety, you know i think um i think the visual schedule will really work i think empathizing with yes this is hard it is tough that you have to get out this visual schedule does it then get to if you get all this done you have a chance to read before we go or look at your favorite book no because i don't think there should be a reward obviously if there is time the child should have her you know Mm. to do whatever she wants but i mean this is expected behavior you have to be really careful of not rewarding stuff that your kids should just, just do always want to give rewards i know but you really shouldn't do that what I mean, were you like in the morning as a oh kid? on top of my shit on top of it of course <laughs> to the point where it probably annoyed my mom <laughs> why would it annoy your mother i don't know be getting on top up, of your... i was just very independent lady mm. i remember getting up at like before seven specifically because mm. i wanted to have the time from eight to twenty to nine to myself wow i wanted just to have my cup of tea and just you know contemplate the world yeah and have this chill time it was the most relaxing time of the day for me i used to regret having got up and done everything so early because the person i walked to school would was always Always late late, yeah and i'd spend maybe 40 minutes just looking out the window going any minute now she'll come along and it was always Well, eventually I did. But, you know, when you first start school, you don't want to be doing the Do you want to shame these people that were late? No, (laughs) no. 
As the time team. But I do remember. got to pay. I do remember that I refused to be walked to my nursery when I was three. You know, (laughs) it doesn't surprise me. But also just the whole thing that you feel with your kid in the morning is like it's the kind of climactic edge of sanity. Mm. Oh, my God, is this person is this who this person is going to be for the rest of their life? Yeah. You got to walk that back a little. It is. It is hard. But you know, it's hard is when this little girl is probably not doing it, but because she's very young. But it's hard when they start then all of a sudden being like, we're going to be late. And I'm like, oh, I've been telling you that all morning. Now we're going to be late. Yeah. Hiya, Tina. Again, no Jarlath. Holy moly. <laughs> I'm trying not to take offence to this. Hey, Tina and guy who reads out the emails. Quick question for you on the parenting front. Well, that's good. It's good that it's on the parenting front. A bit of a fantasy versus reality issue. My five-year-old is a great talker. And also has a great imagination, just like myself back in the day. He has an imaginary big brother, unlike myself, (laughs) that he tells us all about at dinner every day. We enjoy it. We play along. Now, his teacher has said he has started telling her things that simply aren't true. Nothing bad, just random stories, inverted commas, such as. Mammy is pregnant. Oh, no. <laughs> and having a little sister. You can imagine how I loved it when I was asked if I was preggers. <laughs> what he's got, that, that he's got, uh, oh yeah, here's the next one. That he, uh, The next story told was that he's got an ear infection and he's on antibiotics. <laughs> I love how his stories are quite low-fi. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> Very detailed stories. and Very pictures. believable stories. Yeah, very detailed stories and pictures about bowling on holidays, which we have never done. (laughs) (laughs) I love this kid. I have talked to him about the importance of telling the truth and that people use people need to trust his words as true. And I talked about the boy who cried wolf. Mm. My version, she says, I'm just not sure how to preserve his lovely imagination and also teach him to tell the truth sometimes i think he genuinely believes his own stories like donald trump yeah (laughs) well that's the worry isn't it we've all seen what happens if you let them become this fantasist so what's the advice tina what do you say to this mom First of all, whose imaginary friends leading a better life. (laughs) First of all, it's super normal for a five year old to behave this way. Yeah. Uh, Unusual that the imaginary friend is an older brother, a sibling like that Mm. is unusual, but um, still very normal for this age for them to have the imaginary friend or someone that they blame. No, I didn't. My sister did. Did she? Yeah. Nisha. Nisha, what a fancy Nisha name. Nisha did it. <laughs> oh, no. We, we would rag on her for years after. It's like, I didn't do it. <laughs> Nisha did it. <laughs> Terrifying name. So she was actually doing both stuff and blaming yeah. it on the imaginary friend. because oh, no, this mommy. That wasn't me. <laughs> Nisha did it. Oh, so scary. <laughs> yeah, this is so harmless compared to yeah. Nisha crashing the family car. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which, which didn't happen. Obviously. Which didn't happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I think the first thing they need to do is while it is so beautiful that they've been enjoying this so much at dinner and, you know, him talking about it. 
unfortunately, they've probably encouraged the behavior to develop a tiny bit too much. Yeah, a yeah. tiny bit too much. Give um, him an audience. Yeah. Yeah. It's become something, a way that he entertains his family at mm. mealtime, maybe. And it's become a habit without them realizing that he is now in the habit of making up these stories. Right. Look, she's right. You want to nurture this imagination. It sounds yeah. incredible. But it is important that he's not telling lies. Now, what she's talking about when he's told teachers that's so normal too. And those teachers should know better than to believe a five-year-old because yeah. that is your biggest mistake as an early years teacher, believing Have anything those kids. Have to a parent? Oh my God, I so, pregnant. so many times I've been like, oh, I heard what happened in your house last night. Nothing, nothing happened in our house. Yeah. Damn it, I believe the kid again. <laughs> you know? It's so funny yeah. because they're so convincing though they're when they tell so these stories. They're so convincing. And they tell them with that little sincere And in e- equally, the parents need to take it with a pinch of salt when the kids come home telling them stories from school. Mm-hmm. Because in, mm-hmm. the, in the same breath, they are oftentimes just making up stuff that did not happen. Filling you with excrement. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> with excrement. But how do we help her? Well, that is the first thing I would say. Look, don't disencourage the imaginary friend. That'll go away by itself. It's so normal, especially for a child with a massive imagination. It's so normal. But maybe don't encourage him to talk about him so much. Distract. Distract and uh, what's the word? Distract and maneuver the conversation to another path. Right. Okay. You don't have to shut it down. Just yeah. lead Just show it somewhere. that you don't have as much time for it. Yeah, as you lead used it to. somewhere else. Yeah, lead it somewhere else because you know what will happen. He's getting older, and if he starts this with his friends, they will make fun of him mm-hmm. because kids are so tough on each other. Mm-hmm. I was going to say mean, but that wouldn't be nice. They but, are, but the kids are so tough on each other, and you don't want him getting into a situation where it's so his normal that now then he slips up around his friends and stuff. He's obviously. It's become quite normal because he's sharing it at school. But yet again, I have to stress that is very normal. Kids tell all sorts of things in school. I love, though, how believable it is. I have an ear infection on my antibiotics. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, the thing about truth, I mean, it's so important and it's so hard because what you need to tell him is that I need to be able to trust you. Mm. My job is to be have your back, be on yeah, your she side. Says she's tried to do that. Yeah, she's done the uh, Child Who Cries Wolf, but I mean, is I don't think. Getting, I don't know. Is he old enough to write? Because like, my, oh, he had I, a writing shed under his bed. Oh yeah. And you know, if you want to write stories about this oh, kid, oh, it's we'd a, love to read them. Oh, she should absolutely channel this down that direction. He's got an incredible I'm imagination. On fire today, <laughs> no, but he's got an incredible imagination that she wants to nurture. She's enjoying him. Get him. Absolutely. This it's very hard to get children writing. This is a great opportunity to show him that he can do pictures mm-hmm. and writing and these things that he's dying to tell us that aren't true can be put into stories and we won't mind what you say in your story. Because it's just a story, but you can't be telling that in real life. Mm. And uh, because you'll, you know, you want to, and you can say things to him like, we tell you the truth and you believe us and you trust us, but we can't trust you if we, if you're not telling us the truth. And again, definitely, definitely get the teacher involved in sharing some groups and stories and circles about honesty and truth and our job and what you're laughing at me. I'm laughing because... When Tina talks about do a circle with the kids about yeah. this because they've had a tip off from a mom. Yeah. Something's happening. 
I always remember you telling me about doing these circles about certain kids <laughs> are do certain things yeah that aren't truthful yeah because <laughs> the you're kids n- are so honest yeah they'd be like it's me she's talking about me what are the kids putting on, nudging his friends going this circle's all about what i'm <laughs> doing <Yeah. laughs> i'm doing this because you had to keep it so general you never like name the yeah, name yeah. or shame but they know they're nudging each other going wait wait this one's about me yeah this one's about I, me I, i'm the I cause did, of this i definitely did this yeah yeah this is me this is me yeah but that's kind of cool too well, that they were like, yeah, well, no, means I they're tuned in and listening, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, no, um, I just love though that this kid is. But she's right; it's it's a fine line between mm. telling stories and then pure fantasy. And we do know kids can, like, if you're not careful, your child can prefer their own world to the real mm. world. I'm not saying this well, happening that's the here. Extreme end of it, right? Yeah, but I have seen that happen before. Yeah, yeah. But the other thing is, like dishonesty creeping in like yeah. we're, we're back in Ireland yeah, right but it's not conscious diso- dishonesty dishonesty yet he's not consciously being dishonest he's just experimenting with the truth because yeah. he's too young to be doing it consciously yeah but it's very quick that you're right it'll become yeah. you know the way he's operating but I'm sorry economical we- with the truth yes. and you know back in Ireland now we're, we're aware of the Catholic guilt that is on oh. so many of the kids yeah in the schools that we grew up with where they literally can't live with themselves if they've told a lie. Yeah. Uh, well, just and, this and morning. it's just not something that kids that went to school in England are burdened with. I know. <laughs> well, just this morning, I went on my first mom date. Uh, this morning, a really nice local mom took pity on me. <laughs> She's very nice. It was lovely. And she was... You were just hanging around by the walls <laughs> going, she... took pity on you. What do you like? it's been very hard to make friends because all our kids get dropped because off because of your obnoxious personality <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> and but... your preachy parenting <laughs> podcast like, don't go near her you'll end up on the podcast and here you are about to tell the story of your first coffee with the mom at the school but she was mentioning how her kids have all this Catholic guilt and I was mentioning how it's so funny because Mikey doesn't have it but he's mm. catching up with it and I was saying how for example they teach ukulele in the school and when I asked Mikey about it he was like oh no you have to be invited to do that class that's an invitation and, yeah and I believed class. him until the teacher was like no that's for everyone everyone can do it if they want but, but he Mikey figured he knew cute he knew if he told me about it I'd sign him up so he was like I better just tell my mom which is not good that's not good it's mm. cute horror but yeah. it's not good but you like I talked about this in my last stand-up special that you do want your kids to be glick yeah which is doesn't to me doesn't mean sly it's an Irish word for street smart street smart street <laughs> smart you know cute yeah that you do want them to have that certain yeah because when I realized what he had done in my head, I was thinking, well played. Perfect. Well yeah. played, because you knew. He knew well. He knew I'd be like, be a we're getting a ukulele. Because <laughs> I am dying for him but to play music. But what he needs to be able to say is, look, mama, I'm interested yeah. in ukulele. And I think I would have been okay with it, but probably you would have had to be like, Tina, he doesn't want to play ukulele. He, so here's my final idea on this, right? right? Final thing. Okay. In the same way as you were saying, when a story about this older brother comes out and, you know, they're entertained by it. Maybe they need to be a bit more entertained by his real life daily stories from school. So if you're giving a but huge response to what yeah. this fantasy friend did, 
And then when he goes, and we played football at school. Yeah, but that's what I mean when I say deflect it somewhere else. But Jar, you can imagine why it's become so entertaining. Yeah. And also kids' stories from school are so boring. (laughs) It's their little (laughs) five-year-old experimenting with his imagination. I love that they got on board. They should not regret that they did. Nobody was to know he was going to take it this far. (laughs) He was going to give this kid a Netflix series. (laughs) Nobody was to know, but she's right. What she spotted is he has a talent for Mm. storytelling. And it's lovely that she spotted that. She just has to give him another avenue. Even if he can't write or he's not interested in the pictures, she can give him a little dictaphone where he can tell his stories Ah, into them and keep them. And treasure those tapes forever. (laughs) Before we hit our final question of the day, Tina, Mm -hmm. We need to tease or get people into the idea that in the coming weeks, we are going to talk about bigger kids like teenage dirtbags. Teenage dirtbags. <laughs> dirt oh, my God. Yeah. They are exceptionally difficult. Like, mm. there's no doubt about it. This podcast has focused on the tricky younger years. Mm. But now we ourselves are heading into these teenage years. And mm-hmm. maybe that is the evolution of this podcast, that now that that's where Mikey goes, there's going to be a lot more talk about this because that's our lived experience from this point forward. Yeah, well, yes. And uh, yeah, you're right. There's a genuine interest in us in this uh, this stage of development. And it's so scary to everyone, I think, because you, what's happening? You're going to have to give your child respect to develop their own independence right mm. it's it's taking the reins off of it isn't it it's yeah to, it's like and them being douchebags <laughs> to you that's a massive no 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 this is what like this is what parents of teenagers are dealing with mm. you're trying your best to help them yeah you've done everything and paid for everything mm. you're ferrying them here and there yeah it's and the what you get in return is fuck off, mom, you know, <laughs> like or, or just a complete like ignoring, like just completely being well, ignored. I think that these kids are luckier than we are. Am I allowed to say that? Because there's such a there's a greater understanding now for what a teenager is mm, going, they're going through, through. Yeah. than there was when we were kids. Yeah. And there's a greater understanding of how little control they have on their moods or Different factors that are affecting them during that day. Yeah. And, you know. Sure. And I maybe I think we were are more aware as parents because our parents didn't really get to be teenagers. They had to go to work so early mm. and they didn't get to go to college and stuff. And, we're and they were li- drunk all the time. <laughs> I think. <we're> <laughs> <laughs> I think. I, I don't think that. And Just, we're closer to the age of our children, I'm joking. Yeah, but I do think that a lot of the people uh, like are the educators now. They're mm. our age. Yeah. Who will remember being teenagers and the challenges that are facing yeah. it. We want to hear from you mm. uh, if you've got teenagers and what the challenges you're facing. Yeah. And we can start piecing together these episodes yeah, well, like there's or been parts a... of these episodes around this. Think because about... it's going to happen. If you've got kids, it's on the way. Yeah, but I mean, did anyone think of our mental well-being when we were teenagers? Absolutely not. Mm. Like now it's 
part of schools. Like we went to our child's new school, the secondary school he's about to go to. He's going to do five mental health classes a week. Mm. It's Seems like a bit much. Seems like a bit much. They have a, they've linked up with a mental health charity. Yeah. I mean, it's unbelievable. Yeah. We didn't have that. We weren't allowed to talk about no, our you, feelings. No, you know, they had a great method in my day. Uh, it was called a snap out of it method. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You're feeling a bit down? Snap out of it. Yeah. Snap out of it was, you know, something that could be said to you at any moment of self-reflection or any time you opened up. It's like, well, you know what? I think you need to snap out of it. I I think. Come back to reality. There is a lot of harder stuff our kids have to deal with now than we ever had to do. But in terms of actual respect and understanding from grownups, I don't think that was there when we were in school. I remember when I first started having my period and knowing that I couldn't leave the class, go to the toilet Mm. because that wasn't allowed. Whereas now that would never happen. If you need to go to the toilet, you just get up and go. Of course, you should offer a child that respect. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I mean, we are all shit terrified of parenting teenagers right you just don't want to lose them but you're not in it on your own yeah you're not in it on your own but we all have the same fear you just don't want to lose them you want to arm them with the cop on to not be a sheep and to be able to come to you and to be able to stay keep the conversation open that's the thing so uh, as we mentioned before jigsaw.ie our chosen charity partner on the show and way ahead therapy so we're going to try and enlist and employ as many people as possible around this area Mm. and uh, get your questions and get them answered and get you the best help possible and be that resource that we all need with zero judgment as always and in april we are going to do a podcast that's completely focused on teenagers so if you have any questions you want we have a honey ruining our kid at gmail.com remember i do need to remind you really quick to come over to patreon.com forward slash irishman abroad if you'd like to support the show and its continuation (laughs) to do the rest of the year we cannot keep the show going without people like you who love the show supporting it over on yeah, Patreon. and you know the emails I got back this week from parents who have put the strategies in place and they've worked out. They all said that they became patrons, which I think is really lovely. But I hope people don't feel like they have to do that just because I've been helping them. But it was a really nice thing to do as well. Well, the other thing that they get in return, it's not just kicking in money into the piggy bank. In return, you will get extra large size episodes with the resolutions of the strategies that Tina sent. So if you've heard a question on this and you thought this question applied to me, chances are we'll give you the outcome of it in the extended cut over on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. Hey, Tina and Jar, finally. <laughs> oh, my God. You're both such legends. My child is two, though, and a Two and a bit. Okay. And still not talking. Okay. That's okay. I really girl thought... Girl or boy? Seems to be a little girl. I really thought she would start, but she just hasn't. She seems to understand everything and responds with gestures, like mm. pointing to stuff. And um, all the all the other gestures. Okay. She seems to understand everything and responds with gestures. Her older sister speaks for her a lot of the time. Should I be worried? Otherwise, she is a happy, healthy kid. Keep up the podcast. It's absolutely class anonymous. Um, I'd imagine 
This is really common, but there's not a lot of info contained in there. Well, well, we know is there's no behaviours. She says she's happy and healthy, so she's not worried about anything else. It's just the speech. Um, I would say my first instinct is, yes, I would be worried if my two and a half year old girl is not talking yet. I would get her name down, bring her to GP and get her name down for, you know, some kind of speech and language Mm -hmm. advisory thing. Uh, because the earlier and that's not going to come against you or anything. God no! Why would it come against you to get early know. intervention? No, not at all. Um, also, she—if you've recognised that the older sibling is finishing a lot of her sentences—you need to have a gentle chat with your older sibling about how together we're going to get your younger sister talking. So there's some habits we're doing that we need to stop. And when you feel yourself going to answer for her, you need to stop and just give her the time to answer herself. Because she could just be really clever and maybe a tiny bit lazy mm. and just don't want to do it. She's gesturing, so the comprehension is good. She's able to explain what she wants, which is why she's getting away without not talking. But we want her talking. So here's what you have to do. You have to start singing loads with her. Singing? singing yeah, singing loads and getting her to finish the parts of the song. Uh, We're going to start reading books, choose like maybe five books that you read in the week and that you reread them all the time. And then you start reading them and pausing and letting her finish the sentences. Wow. So we're getting her to practice. Sorry, her talking. This is class. What? That's just very normal stuff. (laughs) Yeah, but but this is brilliant. Okay. And then you're going to have to. the songs, the books. Yeah. Then you have to start, you know, asking her questions and waiting for the answers. And if she doesn't answer them. So if you say. Uh, what would you like for your lunch? And she's not saying anything. You need to say things like, I would like, and then wait. And hopefully she comes in or give her choices. Do you want the banana or the toast? Uh, And you say, I want banana or toast. And also, I've stopped there because this just jumped into me. You might need to use sign. Very simple sign called love. That you can just look up on Google. Love as in the Irish for hand. Yeah, yeah, love as in the Irish for hand. L-A for the M-H. Yeah, it's very simple sign language. It, like, it's so simple. It's like opening your hands is a, is book. a book. Gotcha. You know, it's like charade. Yeah. <laughs> That's really offensive. Offensive thing to say. Yeah. What? It's an incredible tool. But like. If your child is not, if your child is not talking, start signing with them I and the speech will come in. No, I'm being offensive. <laughs> no. Maybe I am getting old. <laughs> but it, sign but that language. Will help oh my God. It's proven to speed up the language so quickly. Okay. Uh, for whatever reason. Also, it gives your child a voice. Just because they're not using their voice doesn't mean their hands can't be their voice. Talk to me about the finishing of the sentences, which happens so often. Uh, the older siblings doing that? Yeah. yeah, you see it all the time. Like I, I do it for my siblings now. You do it for me. It's very annoying. <laughs> I get it. It's very yeah. annoying. Um, well, it's just a habit, isn't it? And they just think they're doing the, the, the right thing. big favor. Over, <laughs> that, like you are the most annoying man in the world. <laughs> like, so you just have a chat with them about it. You just go. Yeah, you just say, you know what? You're such a great big sister. I know you're helping your little sister all the time, but you know what? She should be talking by now. So me and you, and you don't blame it on her. You say, oh, I've been doing it too. Me and you have to be careful that we stop answering for her because she's not talking yet and she should be talking by now and I'm getting a bit worried about it. Right. Because then the little, the big sister can also read the books and use the tools and get her to finish the sentences and sing the songs and wait and what you're doing is just kind of planting the seed that 
oh, I can, I know the end of this sentence. I can do this. Mm. This is part of me. And don't, don't have a huge reaction when she starts talking either. You know, just be very normal about it because sometimes you can frighten them into yeah. regressing. Aren't you the best girl in the oh, world? Yeah. I okay, didn't I'm know. Not gonna oh, so you again. could talk all along, could oh, you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the most Irish thing I've ever heard. But I do remember. Well, well able to talk after all. <laughs> I do remember, though, when we were training uh, to be teachers and we were doing a lot of early language intervention. And uh, the this is a major problem, obviously, for a lot of families. And there are a lot of kids. It's called selective mute, where they actually decide not to talk. Wow. This happens a lot. And it's very scary for the parent because you think, oh, my God, is my What's child nonverbal? It's a decision. It's a strange little decision the child has made just to not talk. It's wow. a little bit of um, like we think our child can a two year old can possibly be controlling, but yeah. they are. They can be super controlling unconsciously. And one of the techniques they used to say was you can actually frighten your child into talking. Like, I don't mean like jumping Boop. out from behind. Her. Yeah, <laughs> I don't mean that. But I remember one of the lecturers saying that when she was with her little grandson who wasn't talking, she took out her false teeth. And that what? got him talking because he had so many questions, uh, yeah. you know. And another person used to say that they would give out about the child. Another grandparent, actually, maybe there's wisdom with age, would give out about their father to the child. And it annoyed the kids so much he started talking because he needed to tell. Wow. I'm not so encouraging it's, so those it's methods. Not really frightening them to talk. It's more giving them an urgency. Yeah. And yeah, that's better. Finding an, a, something that they'll urgently need to tell you yeah. about. And perhaps games are the way to do yeah. that. But that's, if it's a game where you've got to warn people that. The thing. Yeah, and that that is obviously if it's selective mute, mm. mute what is that? Mutism? Is that a word? No. That's if your child is vulnerable. <laughs> that's if that's what they're displaying. They're, if there's an actual language problem, language delay, you need expert help. And that's when you go to speech therapist and they will encourage you to sing the songs, do the rhymes, read the bo same books, get them to finishing the sentences. What a ridiculously thorough answer for a free podcast <laughs> Tina thank you so much for that we're gonna head over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad for the extended cut where we'll find out what's the what what is the particular one that you're finishing off this week Tina well this week we heard back from the mom whose child is a chronic bedwetter remember the wow. lady who the such child a, such a frequent thing yeah and you're gonna explain what happened yeah okay we'll come over to patreon.com forward slash Irishman abroad to hear the rest of this story and perhaps there'll be something in there for you too. There'll obviously be more crack as well between myself and Tina. It's all over there on patreon.com forward slash Irishman Abroad. But thanks for tuning in wherever you're listening to this free. This is, of course, uh, Honey, You're Ruining Your Kid on the Go Loud Podcast Network and the Irishman Abroad Podcast Network. Email honey, you're ruining our kid at gmail.com to send a question to Tina. But there's no harm in saying hello, Jar. <laughs> <Let's> start. <laughs>